Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Well, what a joy that was. Can we give them another cheer, round of applause to our candidates? It really is such a joy and a privilege to, to baptise you and to stand with you as you reaffirm your faith and your baptisms and share your testimonies and we get this little window into what God has been doing in your lives. It is such a joy and uh, this is, th- these are my favourite days of the entire year when we baptise people, when we stand with you and immerse you in the water and I hope that you know, the whole church family and those of you who've come to support these candidates feel the same too, just that, that sense of joy as we heard what God's been doing in each one of your lives. But you might be here today and maybe you don't sort of usually go to church um, um, and you may be thinking, you know, some of this is quite strange. What are these people doing? Uh, and, you know, that might apply to many things that you've seen so far this morning. <laughs> Um, but I sort of often think this a bit about baptisms, uh, when you think about it, that we invite someone who's fully clothed to enter into a very small sort of swimming pool at the front of a building, and two of us stand either side of them, and we sort of pretty much force them underwater, and then lift them up, and we all cheer. I mean, that, when you think about it in those terms, that's quite strange, isn't it? Um, But I want to ask this morning, what is baptism all about? And everything about baptism speaks about God's redemption in this world. God's plan to redeem the world and everything in it. Because God loves this world and God loves each and every one of you. And he loves the whole of humanity. And he's created us to live in this intimate, loving, trusting relationship with him for the rest of our lives. But you and I know that that's not the reality as we look around in this world. Because, as you also know and I know, humans like to do our own thing. You know, we rejoice when we finally become independent. And we want to make our own choices and go our own way. If we're really honest, we don't actually want to be dependent on anyone, whether it be God or anybody else. The Bible calls turning away from God's sin, and humanity has sinned ever since Adam and Eve, since the beginning of time, when they disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden. And the truth is, of course, that we all sin. You know, we all say things and do things and think things that are wrong. It's not just those things that we do that are wrong, it's also what we don't do in the face of injustice or poverty or maybe somebody at work or a next door neighbour who's struggling and we don't actually step out and help. And ever since the Garden of Eden, humans have realised that something was missing in their lives, something in here. And you know and I know that Sometimes people can't quite articulate that, and so they end up searching all over the place for what is missing in their hearts and their lives. 
And actually some of you spoke about that in your testimonies. But through the baptisms that we've witnessed this morning, each of the candidates, through the questions that I asked, have turned back to God. The Bible calls that repentance, to turn away from sin and back towards God. But we cannot be reconciled with God just through our own efforts. And that is where we come to this reading that we've just heard in Mark chapter 1. And if you're here today and you probably have heard of the name Jesus but don't know much about him, then I want to urge you to read this book, the Gospel of Mark. It's short, it's action-packed, it will take you less than two hours to read and will probably be the most life-changing two hours you will ever spend. So please do it. But before we're introduced to Jesus here in this passage, there is a drum roll. I should have got someone who's drumming to do a drum roll, but anyway, never mind. There's a drum roll and a build-up. And we read in verse 1 about the beginning of the good news about Jesus. Good news because Jesus came to this earth to rescue us and to save us from eternal separation from God. To bridge that void that came about when humanity first sinned. And the, rela the relationship was broken between God and us. And in the first verse of Mark's Gospel... We read about who Jesus is. So have a look at those words if you still have the Bible open in front of you. We read about the Messiah. And sometimes it's translated as the Christ. These are titles. You know, Jesus' surname was not Christ. These are titles that mean the anointed one, the promised saviour, who washes away our sins. Think of what we've just done through the baptisms. The washing away, it's symbolic of all of our sin, bringing us what we most need in our lives, which is forgiveness. That's what humanity needs more than anything else. This is the good news. And this good news came into the world through a messenger, a man called John the Baptist. And we read about him here in this uh, passage and in a similar vein that Jesus' surname was not Christ, uh, you can see where this is going, John's surname was not the Baptist. But people were referred to either by what they did or where they came from. John the Baptist, Jesus of Nazareth, Debs the church warden, I could go on. Now John the Baptist appears in the wilderness and he was wild. You know, if you think that church is all about sitting, ne sitting neatly in rows and, you know, getting dressed up and just being terribly nice to each other, have another read of the Bible. John was wild. He stood out. He definitely was not wearing his Sunday best. He was wearing clothes made of camel hair and he ate locusts and wild honey. Now, I would understand if you said, David, I'm not so bothered about the camel hair and the locusts, but we are all called to be John the Baptist. And those of you who've just been baptized, you, know, you are called to be messengers of the good news. John's message was this, repent and be baptized. 
But he also pointed forward, forward to the one that he said was greater than him, forward to the one who, was, who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And by that, it means the one who gives the Holy Spirit. John is pointing to Jesus, the one who went to the cross for all of us to take our sins and the sins of all humanity on himself, past, present, and future. And through his death and his resurrection, Jesus brings us forgiveness. He leads us into freedom. And he takes our hand. And as that verse of scripture that you read, I think Moses, tells us, he invites us to come to him and leads us into a place of fullness of life, knowing his rhythms of grace, his love every day of our lives. John went on to baptize Jesus himself in the River Jordan, and that marked the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And as Jesus, as we read here, came out of the water, and I sort of saw it in some of your eyes, there's that sense of the presence of God with you as you came up out of the water. We read that Jesus looked up and he saw the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descending upon him. And he hears the voice of God saying, you are my son whom I love and with you I am well pleased. This was the beginning of God's great plan to redeem and to redeem means to, to get something back, but in exchange for a price. And Jesus paid that price for every single one of us, for all of humanity. And God wants to redeem your situations that you're facing in your life, whether it be a challenge at work or in a relationship or with your health. He wants to redeem you. And Many of us, most of us here this morning, will be able to testify to God's gracious redeeming power in our lives every single day. God wants to draw us, for us to join in with this great work of redemption. He invites us in, and it begins here. The River Jordan, this passage we've just read, with a wild man wearing camel hair and eating locusts. Baptism is one of those times in our lives when our life intersects and joins with Scripture. Each one of us who've been baptized can see how our, we sort of pass through these pages of Scripture in the grand span of God's saving work in this world and in history through Jesus. And baptism is an outward sign of an inner reality. It's an outward sign through the waters each one of you went in of an inner reality that you testified to as you shared your story. It points back to Jesus' own baptism. It points to that dying to sin as we go under the water and rising again as we come up out of the water, forgiven and cleansed and made new. 
And I want to affirm over every one of you who've been baptised, those today, but also all of you, that you are a new creation. That's what the Bible says. And as you have come up out of that water in Christ, these words of God spoken over Jesus are true for you too. God says to you today, you are my son, you are my daughter, whom I love, and with you, I am well pleased. Baptism is a celebration of God's redeeming work in this world. And each one of you who've been baptised, especially those of you this morning, can testify to that. And actually all of us, all God's people, are called to join in with his redeeming work. And we do that as we speak out the good news, as we're messengers like John the Baptist. We do it as we pray, Lord, your kingdom come. We do it as we, tomorrow and every day this week, are lights in the darkness in your schools and places of work and your communities, standing up for the kingdom of God and all that Jesus taught in Scripture, declaring the glory of God and praising God for Jesus. But God has made a way back for each one of us. And that those of you who have been baptised today have new life in Christ. And that you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray for all of us now that we would fix our eyes on Jesus, whether you trust him and follow him or whether you're trying to work out who is this man called Jesus. That we would begin to see and know and taste his goodness, his faithfulness, and his love for each one of us. So I just encourage you, whether you believe in this or not, just to close your eyes for a moment, and I'm going to pray for all of us, and then we're going to stand and praise God and worship together. So let's just start with a moment of stillness and silence as we bring ourselves before God. Heavenly Father, thank you that your love is so great for this world, for everyone and everything in it, that you have sent your son Jesus to come and pay the greatest price. That we have been and can be redeemed by you as we turn from our our sin and as we turn towards you. And I pray for every one of us that this morning we would do that. Turn from our sin, repent, and turn towards the loving goodness of our Father in heaven. Thank you that Jesus has made a way for us. And so Lord, as we celebrate with each of the candidates this morning who've been baptised. Lift our eyes to you and fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, with a joy in knowing you and following you for the rest of our days. And maybe just for one person here today who decides they want to make that decision, just while all our eyes are closed, if you're sensing God giving you a nudge, 
And all I want to ask you to do while we're not looking is to put your hand in the air. This is between you and God. To say, Lord, I need you. I need your grace, your forgiveness, your mercy and your love. And I pray, Lord Jesus, over those who would say that now and for each one of us, Lord, fill us with joy as we stand now and praise you and worship you because you are good and we love you. In the name of Jesus, amen.